Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Millennial Illuminati Podcast. My name is Claire, and four years ago I invited three friends who had never met to my wedding. While only two of the three came, my plan for them to meet and become friends in their own right succeeded nonetheless. These three friends were intelligent, well-educated, capable of discussing diverse points of view in a civil manner, and always came to debates with research to back them up. Each conversation I had with these friends educated me on current events I hadn't been tracking, historical trends that had set up modern issues, and they made me a better, smarter, more globally aware individual. I created a group chat, first with Derek and Katie, who graced my nuptials with their presence. Later, I invited Nate to join us, and I knew that Derek and Katie would appreciate the dimensions he would add to our little group. Around the beginning of the COVID era, we decided our group deserved a name, and thus the Millennial Illuminati were born. Our group has since grown to include a few other members, but as the OG members, and in an effort to keep a manageable number of hosts, we decided to create this podcast to discuss current events and bring this diverse group into the spotlight I believe they deserve. As you will hear in the following introductions, I am the least educated and least experienced member of this show in nearly every area but one, podcasting. I will operate as a facilitator and do my best to keep this crew on topic and within our intended time restraints, with my own opinions dropped as topics apply to my unique lenses. Our plan is to bring our listeners a new episode every first and third week of the month. Without further ado, I am proud to introduce your hosts of the Millennial Illuminati, Katie Derek, and Nate. Katie. Shalom. Because we're the Millennial Illuminati, I like to say that I'm the Jew of the group, so we are the fun conspiracy theory. Starting off, give you some background. I'm originally from Hampton Roads, Virginia. Spent a lot of time around Baltimore, Maryland. like to joke that I grew up as a dual citizen of Virginia Beach and Baltimore because they were aspects of both cities that I really liked. Currently, I'm in the D.C. metro area with Derek. We'll take it over. Um, I grew up in a politically divided household. Mom was pretty liberal. Dad was pretty conservative. Grew up Jewish, mostly exposed to the Reformed denomination with some exposure to modern Orthodox. Dad grew up modern Orthodox. Everything else pretty much stayed Reformed. I really want to point this out, though, because Reform tends to emphasize social justice and socially progressive ideals, such as fulfilling tikkun olam, which is repairing the world. Reform Judaism is partly why I felt very comfortable in politically liberal and progressive circles. Um, Socioeconomic-wise, I grew up middle class, enlisted military family. We weren't hand-to-mouth, but we weren't taking regular vacations either. Also important to note that I grew up very closeted in a military town during Don't Ask to Hotel. Fun times. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend. That had a pretty profound impact on my liberal and eventually progressive political alignment because I wanted to be in spaces that were... LGBTQ plus affirming. School-wise, I did public school. I was in an academy program. Also did pre-international baccalaureate for middle school. Um, went to school for undergrad. Started off in a small hippy-dippy college outside of Asheville, North Carolina, where I had no idea what I wanted to major in. Ended up at George Mason University, where I figured out that GIS and geospatial analysis was totally my jam. So from there... I ended up working for a local government, ended up popping over from that into the wonderful world of defense, and pretty much my entire uh, career has basically been everything geospatial, spatial data analysis, image um, imagery, and if you want to learn about UAVs, I'm your person. 
niche areas I bring to the table, tech within the lens of geospatial remote sensing, Jewish perspective, queer perspective, formerly very progressive turned independent perspective with some libertarian leanings, not the Mises Caucus. Don't associate me with, with them. All right, that's it. Turning over to you, Claire. All right. Thank you so much, Katie. And Derek, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Derek. I'm originally from rural Kentucky, and I am recently retired from eight years of special operations intelligence. My professional and academic focus has always been on Iran and Middle Eastern conflicts. I have a pretty good uh, pulse on developments in the cryptocurrency community and Libertarian Party internal politics and uh, a lot of interest in sustainable agriculture, green architecture and uh, sustainability and other parts of the green movement, uh, particularly permaculture. I'm currently living and working in the D.C. metro area, going to graduate school. Everything else will probably come out over the course of our discussions, but I look forward to seeing what we contribute. I agree. Nate. All right. I'm Nate. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. I think I'm from the most urban environment of anyone in this crew. Um, I grew up pretty pretty low income. Um, If you've ever heard of Lil' Kim, Jay-Z, or Nas, that's the neighborhood I grew up in. Before this, I was in the military for a while, worked in intelligence, um, got to do fun stuff. I specialize in Eastern Asia and South and Southern Asia, Um, speak Korean fluently. It's one of my secret talents. Uh, I have multiple degrees in economics. I have a bachelor's in economics, two master's degrees in economics and applied economics, and a PhD in economics with a specialization in behavioral studies. Um, I'm currently a research professor. I live in Appalachia, US. Um, My unique lens for this group is I am Afro-Latino. My family is from Puerto Rico. Um, I grew up in a Puerto Rican Dominican neighborhood that was pretty progressive and liberal. Um, After some years in the military and four economics degrees, uh, my political and economic leanings have gone a bit more center and independent with some libertarian leanings. As Kay said, do not associate me with that previously named caucus. That is not me. And I think Claire cuts cuts herself a little bit too short on her intelligence. Degrees do not make the person. They are merely just a piece of paper. And we're going to talk plenty about uh, occupational licensing and all that fun stuff that goes along with it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, finally, I guess I'll introduce myself. I was technically born in the Midwest, but was raised from infancy in Key West, Florida, which I consider my hometown. Uh, After living in the D.C. area for nearly three years, I moved to uh, Nashville, Tennessee, where I've been living since uh, 2018. I was raised in a fairly conservative Republican family, though my father is the one who introduced me to libertarianism. Uh, Living in Key West, I was spared most of the homophobia that uh, other conservative friends experienced while growing up. My family was fairly well off comparatively, uh, as my dad worked as the credit union CEO for the majority of my childhood, while my mom was a stay-at-home parent who homeschooled me from middle through high school. Uh, An integral part of running a financial institution in a place like Key West includes building rapport with local businesses. So I spent a fair amount of my time uh, growing up at the local yacht club watching the local elite do business over doers and gimlets. 
I attempted college three separate times before finally graduating with my bachelor's from George Mason University. In between those attempts, I worked as a home health care aide, a hostess, a federal intern, an executive assistant at a nonprofit, and in government sectors, as well as a brief stint in the Army that ended with, uh, within a year due to injury. But that is where I met both Nate and Derek. Since graduating and moving to Tennessee, I've worked as an executive assistant for an emergency medical uh, physicians group, as well as a large multinational corporation. I have a career background in healthcare, both emergent and home care, nonprofits, the departments of justice, defense, and veterans affairs, higher education, and corporate America. My bachelor's degree is in global affairs with a focus in human security, and I took special interest in Central African conflicts, especially from 1960s on. As mentioned previously, I grew up in an upper-middle-income family in Key West, spending quite a lot of time amongst the upper class, which at times included internationally acclaimed authors, politicians, treasure hunters, and urban developers. Uh, the newest lens that I add to my repertoire is that of a now former military spouse and mother. So yeah, that's me. That's all of us. And uh, we will be working hard behind the scenes over the course of the next couple of weeks to get together our first official episode. Uh, as I said previously, we're planning to focus on current events, so everything we release should be fairly relevant to the time that it comes out. And we will each provide our unique lenses to analyze those for you. Anything else you guys want to add? It's going to be a fun ride. If this ride. is super awkward, I can, <laughs> I can say if this is super awkward, I can cut it. <laughs> I, I feel like I also need to preface that I have zero affiliation with the Mises Caucus. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, I think I'm technically a registered libertarian, but it's mainly because I don't want to be known as a Republican or a Democrat, but also fuck that caucus. <laughs> Fun fact: we, we are we are we are the classic liberal version of libertarian. Yes, <laughs> the 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 traditional like school of thoughts. Yes, and, and I also think it's worth mentioning that I think all of us were fairly further from center when we first met, and have all become more and more centrist since we yeah. started discussing. So we did. We were a lot more politically diverse when we first met. We have since met in the middle a lot more. We still argue. We do. We do. do. Which is, <laughs> which is sort of what I promoted. I think one of the newly added members was sort of standoffish at one point. We were discussing, I think, uh, the death of the queen, and there was a lot of different viewpoints that came up and a lot of arguing about what was appropriate and what wasn't, and it weirdly made me happy because I feel like for so long we've kind of been on the same page, but I like the diversity of thought. That was honestly the whole point behind the group originally is just to have people with different points of view discussing it passionately, but politely, not going for the straw man arguments. If nothing else, the worse the world is, the better the memes become. <laughs> I Not wrong. I, I, I will say too that even though we have kind of, I wouldn't say we've congealed, we've definitely all come a little more moderate, a little more centered. I will say that we're still not an echo chamber. One of the things no. I like about our discussions, and I hope that viewers, the audience gets out of this, is you can very easily have a challenging discussion without hating the other person or without trying yes. to smear them. And I think the other thing that I've found that I really like is that 
if somebody brings research, valid research that challenges previously held beliefs, and we all sort of look at it and read it, which we do actually like read the articles most times that other people bring, which is not always the case in political conversations with other people. Um, I've seen, I know I personally have changed my mind on viewpoints of things and have been convinced that where I stood previously was not correct. And I like that we are all open to that. Oh, yeah. How many times have I DM'd any of you, all of you, and said, hey, remember when I called Derek, called you Tom Cotton? I'm sorry, you were right about that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... The group and the way we handle things within the group, I think, has made me better at handling things in the cesspit that is modern social media. One thing I hope, too, this can be a space where people who are maybe burnt out with their echo chambers and burnt out like me, I'm burnt out with progressive queer spaces right now because they are very echo chambery and very dogmatic. I hope that this can be a space where people feel like they can have those conversations and listen to those conversations and maybe they can start to have those conversations with their own friend groups or try to find those new friend groups. Absolutely. My goal here is to hopefully introduce new points of thought that other people maybe haven't considered or providing the research backup that they need to have those conversations with other people. And I encourage anyone listening to enjoy this podcast with a glass of bourbon or a craft cocktail. <laughs> maybe that'll be your spiel. Yes. You'll just offer craft cocktail recipes at the beginning. <laughs> That's literally what I'm doing I mean, tonight. Our spouses are outside the door, and we had a lavender bee's knees and a whiskey sour, and the night the, is going well. If the spouses want to have their own podcast where they just talk about dealing with us, I feel like we've already got two that are starting <laughs> Spouse support group for the millennial Illuminati. I, I do need to warn all of the listeners. We are a quirky group. You really fucking like, are. Yeah. Like there is a wide range of social quirks that are, you're going to experience, which I think is a good thing. Absolutely. And I think is really indicative of our generation anyway. Yes. But we are a quirky group. We are a fun group. So just be ready for that. I'm really excited about this. We've been in the process. We've been talking about doing this for probably a year and a half now. So. Mm -hmm. And we attempted to do this once and I completely fucked it up. So let's all recognize Claire. The extra terrible. <laughs> also, I have probably the poorest mouth in the entire group. So I do apologize for that, but I actually don't because I don't care. <laughs> so. I think you mean you don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah. This is not your family friendly this podcast. This is not a family friendly Unless your family is fun. If you have a fun family, then it's family friendly. But if. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As you can tell, we like to. I like the structure at the beginning, but I also like riffing at the end. So we will yeah. generally start out very clean and probably devolve into mild chaos, but it's going to be a fun ride. The target audience is clear. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. Also, if you're not saying, and that's fine, on the reg within three episodes, you're not listening to us enough. Ooh, fun tangent. I may have actually stumbled across a weird cult in Georgetown this morning. We'll talk about that later, though. And we will pin that for another episode. Until next time, we're the Millennial Illuminati. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Millennial Illuminati. 
This episode was edited by FWH Productions. This episode was brought to you by, well, us. We're currently entirely self-funded. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support us and our future growth, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash millennial illuminati. You can also follow and support us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok.